Drop Bar Texas is brought to you by Jack Rue. Support the podcast by ordering your very own Drop Bar Texas kit by Jack Rue through the team store linked in the show notes. You can also go to jackrue.com, go to team stores, and search Drop Bar Texas. Thank you. Hello, welcome to Drop Bar Texas, a podcast about cycling in Texas. I can't believe we're at the end of summer. It felt like it went by very fast. At the same time, it felt like it would never end. As of September 8th, we had already had 45 days where temperatures in Houston had reached 100 degrees or higher. When it gets that hot for so long, it seems like the days will never end. Well, this was one day shy of a record, this is one record I would rather we not have. And while the heat stopped many activities, there was at least one that kept going, bike racing. On nearly every Wednesday, late afternoon, you could find crit racing somewhere in Texas. Crits, or criteriums if you prefer the full name, are bike races lasting for 30 minutes to an hour on a one to two mile circuit. Crits are fast, full of adrenaline, and spectator friendly, which also makes it appealing to sponsors. At the finale of this year's Memorial Park Crit Series, I had a chance to speak with two sponsors to learn more about them and possibly why they keep coming back. First up, Carbox Director of Fun, Adam LeSage. All right, so, um, Adam, just if just to start off, I guess uh, tell me who you're with and where where we're at today. Uh, well, my name is Adam Lesage, and I work for the Carbock Brewing Company. My actual job title is the director of fun. It's my job to create, host, and sponsor fun activities and get people to come uh, do it with me. Today, we're at the uh, the Houston uh, Criterium Race Series that goes on at Memorial Park every summer uh, throughout. Well, it's the duration of summer. Um, every Wednesday night we come out here and we get to see the best cyclists in Houston showcase their skills doing uh, criterium racing which is a closed circuit race it goes uh, I don't know if your uh, audience knows this or not but they go they go around in circles in different categories going five to one being five entry level one being uh, pretty much pros or the really fast guys uh, and they go for a duration of time you know like the beginners go out there for 30 minutes the pros go out there for an hour and uh, they try to be first across the finish line in doing so. Uh, but my position at Carbach, uh, we've been following and we've been hosting and we've been creating cycling events for a very long time. We support the athletic com- uh, community in, at large um, through the support, through craft beer. And we, uh, as a brewing company, I get to go out to all kinds of bike races. I go to road races, mountain bike races, cyclocross races, gravel races, and we get to support the athletes as well as participate. Like we have a large cycling community uh, at the brewery. And while we go out and we drink beer with the athletes, we actually go out there and race as well. Uh, We were founded by athletes and we just have continued on that tradition to come out and get to do it. And it's my privilege just to get get to go out and take care of our cycling community. And we've been doing it for over 10 years now, uh, supporting and endorsing, helping to expand, educate, and improve cycling and athletic communities in any city where our beer is sold. So it's a it's a good calling for me. Nice. Well, dude, I, I love your title. That's got to be the best 
idol, ever director of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that God loves me more than anybody, I guess. <laughs> it is a fantastic job. It's been a super fun ride. And uh, yeah, man, I've put in thousands and thousands and thousands of miles uh, for Carbach. And um, in turn, they've helped me with race, uh, race entries and, uh, and they've helped me support our community. And it's, uh, it's our privilege to get to come out here and serve beer to everybody that's performing. I mean, who doesn't want to share their battle stories after a race, after, after going through hell during a race, sitting down and having a beer, you know, with your friends and getting to talk trash, you know, be it good or bad or whatever. If you're, if you had your race. We want to hear about it. We want to be a part of it. And, you know, we develop that community. We provide that forum where everybody can sit down. I mean, I know your listeners can't really see what we have here, but we have we have chairs, we have beer, we have music. We, we brought our fancy bus out here and stuff. And it's all to get them engaged into building a community, not just being... Even if you're new, those are the people we want to hit the most, you know, get them to sit down with us and enjoy their stories, their tales, their battles, because they're the ones who go through the hell, hell the most. And the people that take the longest, hell, man, the fast guys get to the beer first, but the guys that are out there for seven hours, man, they just went through hell, man. Tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. And that's my job is to hear it and to enjoy it and to provide a platform for them to share it with other like-minded people that have went through that entry-level race uh, at some point in their life, you know, everybody has their first race. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, to me, you know, nothing tastes better after a, after a hard race, you know, whether it or even a hard ride, you know, or a hard workout, mm-hmm. hard day in the yard, <laughs> whatever, than a cold beer, right? So, Absolutely, man. But yeah, so um, I one thing I didn't know, I didn't know that uh, Carbach was founded, uh, that, that the founders were, were athletes themselves. You know, could you tell me a little bit about that? Or? Oh, absolutely, man. A lot of our founders, uh, there's Blake Robertson, there's uh, Bennett Goodman, there's David Greenwood, there's Eric Warner. All of them, uh, they were all instrumental in our first cycling team that we, we established the first cycling team, I believe that was 2011. And all of them, uh, it started off as just an MS-150 team. Well, I'm not going to say just an MS-150 team. Our MS-150 team is the dopest cycling team ever. I mean, we have so much fun. Yeah, it's an enormous thing, man. Uh, But all of those guys, man, they were were busy as hell opening up a brewery. But, man, they were just, they were like, hell yeah, let's ride. Let's ride, let's ride, let's ride. And we went out there and did it. And these guys, you know, they're way above my pay grade. And they, but they wanted to go out and participate in it, too. They were just like, man. Uh, we're riders, we're runners, we're skipper, jumpers, splashers, man. We just want to endorse this community and help develop it. And that's mainly why they hired me on, was they needed a personality to come out and just be the, the face of what Carbock looked like. And so in doing so, I, but even before I worked for Carbock, I helped de- uh, develop the cycling team. I developed our running club. Uh, we started doing a lot of triathlon stuff. We started doing even things like disc golf. Uh, we've done climbing things. We've done uh, we're like rock climbing. Uh, we and we went on several adventures just going throughout Texas, throughout the United States, just bringing crews of people out and teams of people out to go and participate in these events. And it's not about winning. It's not even about going fast. It's about developing the community and helping, like I said, expand, educate, improve, and just to keep the mindset of there's a better way to go out and drink beer. You can go out. Uh, you can do it a sloppy way or you can do it a badass way by going out and doing badass things. And that's what we all say. My office is called the, uh, the Carbock Badass Factory because 
you go in one way, you come out another way, and we totally endorse healthy drinking. We want people to go out, break a freaking sweat, man, and whenever you get done with it, let's have, let's tilt a pint to that, dude. Like, there's a good way to drink and be healthy while you do it. And like you said, to your, uh, to your point, whenever you get done going through a bitchin' effort, breaking a hard sweat, getting just exhausted, pushing the boundaries of what you think your body is capable of, and doing that, man, I tell you, that beer tastes good afterwards. <laughs> it is the best beer you will have. And Paul, well, you, you stole the words right out of my mouth, man. You said that's the best beer you can have, and I agree with you entirely. And I can look around us, and I can see 500 other people that agree with you entirely. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so um, what? So I guess um, you. So you mentioned that you you cycle too. So do you have a discipline that you that that you've um, that you prefer? Well, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a dirt junkie. I'm a dirt junkie. I love mountain biking more than I love most things. Uh, I've never trained a day on the mountain bike in my life. I just go out and ride. I love mountain biking. Give me fast flowy trails. Give me technical trails. Give me whatever. And I go out there and I have fun. A lot of my friends go out there and they take it really seriously and they go out there and they punish themselves on the bike. They hire coaches. They uh, push forward with such discipline and vigor and they do excellent, excellent, excellent at it. And me, I'm pretty satisfied with just being half-ass at it. But I do it for a reason because I literally ride bikes and drink beer for a living. And so on my days off, what do I do for Adam? What do I do? What does the director of fun do on his day off? And I do the same thing. I go, I go mountain biking, I go fishing, and I drink beer. And but oh, through just uh, I guess just through meditation and prayer and stuff, I had to decide what do I? What does Adam Lesage do for Adam Lesage? And I tell you what, I go ride mountain bikes and I fish. Those are the things I do for me. Yeah. And so. I, I take pleasure in the mountain bike and in the dirt action. And with that being said, I don't ever want the suffer, which suffer is something we endorse. Like suffer is, it's a good thing. Suffer is good. I'm sure all the cyclists that are listening to your podcast know that suffering is, it's a way of life and we encourage it, we endure it, celebrate it. And I, I measure mountain biking with, does the suffer, outweigh the pleasure of riding my mountain bike and i don't i love to suffer on my mountain bike but if it ever gets to the point where i'm just like man this is this is i'm 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 unhappy because i'm suffering so much then that's whenever i know slow it down a little bit enjoy the ride pick your lines uh lines just meeting however you're going to get through the obstacle ahead of you on your mountain bike pick your lines to where they're the most fun not the most efficient just the most fun you can have if there's a big ass rock in front of you 99 percent of the people that i know would go around that rock not me i just jump right on that some bitch i'll hit it hard and i'll jump it i'll do whatever it uh, i want to and i don't care if people pass me while i'm doing it because to me that's fun and i enjoy it and so uh but yeah but i do i mean you know i do it all i, I do gravel i do mountains i do a uh, road i do everything but you know mountain is just my my happy place you know i, I like the mountain bike i mean the road bike seems suspiciously like exercise sometimes yeah. <laughs> where i'm just trying to have a good time yeah but, yeah, uh, yeah I, I gotta say i mean i'm more of a roadie i don't 
particularly like getting my dirt my, my bike dirty uh, uh, yeah. I've taken up some gravel which which has happened you know it comes home dirty from time to time but uh, dude you make that sound so poetic that it makes me want to go mountain bike now <laughs> it's you know it's not for uh, it's not necessarily for everybody mountain biking is just a bunch of near misses you're always um, I always say you road bike to remember and you mountain bike to forget because on the road bike you're just in a straight line you're hauling ass which is super fun but you can think about anything you want to in the world while you're on the road bike because you're riding straight and you're riding long and for a long time but on the mountain bike you're more focused on not eating shit and so whatever is bothering you whatever ails you whatever's going on at home whatever your finances your friend or your politics this that the other all of that just disappears when you're on the mountain bike it's just like i forget about everything i'm just so in the moment just engaged in not eating shit that to me that's my escape that's how i that's how i relax even though it's a it's a hard effort like i said suffer is always part of it but the suffer doesn't outweigh it it's it is a it is a remedy to the suffer it's just like i can think about nothing and it makes me better on the bike and so yeah it's 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 literally my favorite thing to do man (laughs) so yeah man paul i uh i dude i appreciate this conversation man i don't know how many times or i don't know how many times you've been out here with the podcast for the well for for the podcast i i only made it to one other week this this year but i i had the uh organizers on before it started to promote it um but um, yeah, I've actually my my first uh, bike race was here at Memorial Park uh, back in like 2010, I think. Um, so so yeah, so I, I have a lot of fond memories uh, on this uh, on this course, awesome, and uh, yeah, some some not so fond ones too. But but yeah, they're they're all good. They're all they, you know, whether it it made a scar. Or made me uh, made me suffer, made me sweat. You know, it, whatever it was, it was always fun. Right you know, on. as a Houston-based race, the uh, Memorial Park uh, Criterium Series is really fantastic because, like, whenever we show up, you know, I'm the beer sponsor. Carbot comes out here, and we uh, we make a big production. We provide the beer for everybody and all that kind of thing. But like, uh, Trek Bicycles is out here. They're the premium sponsor. They um, they're the host of the big shebang. Uh, but they have Manette Randolph that's over there. She busts her ass bringing everything out here too. But whenever we get out here, Urban Bicycle Gallery, Sun and Ski, all of them, uh, there's just a ton of us that come out here. And when we get here, there's not a us and them. It's a, I mean, it's like, it's not me and them. It's right. us. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of us help each other put up the tents. We all help put up the timing gear. If there's somebody that doesn't show up on the registrations, any one of us is more than happy to sit down and help in any way we can. And we're just a bunch of uh, people that are helping, you know, expand the cycling community. And it's it's a good collective effort that, that we're all doing. And we all are like-minded in the fact that we want to grow this thing. We want to put Houston on the map as a great, uh, great place to go cycle and uh, the cycling community. Dude, everybody here knows everybody here. And everybody is just engaged with each other and it's a collective effort that is just inequivocal from what i uh, from other cities that i've seen it's just so much fun getting to see everybody collaborate so well together 
to make this whole project go down. And we do it all freaking June, July, and August. The hottest, I mean, I don't know if you're if your listeners are from Houston, but summers are hot as balls out here and everybody comes out here because nobody wants to miss it. Nobody wants to miss it. Everybody wants to be a part of it and just be engaged in it. And we, I'm just very, very happy because I've been a cycling advocate most of my adult life and to see Houston just showing up like this, you know, it's, it's, it's near and dear to me because everything that I've ever tried to do has been aiming towards this and it's it, it really is working and it's getting the message out there that Ace Houston is a bitchin' place to ride man B uh, Houston cyclists are there's something to be dealt with there I mean they are they're fast they're fun and they're safe man and safe is everything and uh, anybody that comes out here any riffraff that shows up and just isn't exercising the utmost safety then that riffraff gets weeded out really really quick out here we just we want everybody to stay vertical and that's the message that I send every everybody it's on every one of my emails all my salutations it just says uh, stay vertical and God bless and stay vertical means keep that bike upright let's just keep it safe and everything like that and God bless means God bless you man whatever you're doing dig deep get it done do it safe and get through that finish line no matter what and whenever you get through it that is a blessing man that you have you had the avail the ability the the just the, the to persevere through it and do it safely and that doesn't like i said it's not about speed it's not even about distance it's not about anything it's about people going out there and actually trying to do it anything and accomplishing more than they thought that they that they could have done you know i mean so uh, yeah man so everybody stay vertical and god bless that's just my message in life you know so, uh, what what uh, are there any events coming up that that uh, you guys uh, are sponsoring? Um, absolutely, actually tomorrow night we'll be uh, we'll be uh, darting it out right here at uh, Memorial Park. We've got the uh, Memorial Park Speed Challenge that's going on. Uh, it's already its yeah, it's already in its third week. Uh, actually, I think we're going into the. Let me one, two. We're going into the third week, I believe. And uh, Carbox is sponsor of, of that race, but that's a mountain bike uh, uh, event. It's a big race where all the big names of mountain biking, well, all the names of mountain biking, look, there's all the mountain bikers in Houston uh, come out and do it. There's a, um, a gentleman, Daryl Rosenfeld, who's standing right behind you, as a matter of fact. Uh, he's put this race together. We've tried to put a race syndicate together for mountain biking in Houston proper for a long time. And uh, Daryl, uh, he has the charm. They got the Memorial Park Conservancy on board and allowed us to do a race out here. And so, I mean, these guys, the fast guys are fast as hell. And the slow guys, man, they're practically parked. But we're all having fun, and afterwards we're all drinking beer in the park. And it's really nice because the dirt community just does it right. Whenever you get done, I mean, it's all about kind of like hanging out under the tent, staying out late. Normally we camp and stuff because we're out of town, but having it in our backyard is weird because once we get all comfy and get in our lawn chairs and I bust out my guitar and start playing and stuff, it's just like you're camping, but then you're just like, I'm going to go home, and you live five minutes away. It's just it's fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, they – uh daryl's doing a great job with that uh and then uh, let's see what else we just all got back from the hotter in hell this past weekend and 
absolutely. Without, uh, if you didn't know who that was, that was uh, Pamela Ferguson. She uh, is one of the big names in Criterion Racing out here in Houston. She's been kicking ass for years. I joke around with her. I'm like, every time she wins, I'm just like, you winning is so boring. Lose already. <laughs> but she. She is a powerful, powerful woman on the bike, man. And her, and there's a lot of them, but the, uh, that's one of the things that I'm really uh, kind of hyped up about right now is just the women's field in Houston in the Criterium Racing is just, it's electric, man. These ladies, they do. God breeds them right in Texas, man. These ladies put in work, man. They they go out there, and I'm scared as hell to ride with them. Uh, I mean, uh, somebody uh, somebody told me one time, that, man, don't let her pass you. You can't get chicked on this race. And I was like, have you ever been to Houston? <laughs> Every one of these ladies. It, it happens more often. Oh, man. They were really good. So the field is like... It was really exciting. It's getting bigger and just watching the ladies come out here and just punish the hell out of themselves and to perform at such an elite level is just like, it's exciting to watch. I mean, to me, every week when I come to the uh, Criterion races, that's the race that I look forward to the most. I mean, it's just, it's really getting to see, fun getting to see them battle it out. And Man, they don't play, man. Those girls are mean, boy. They're, they're, they know how to push, man. They know how to push really strong. I've heard them in the peloton. They, yep. they get vicious, but then afterwards, you know, it, it's all good, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, every, yeah. every time Pamela comes through the dang finish line, <laughs> she'll she still have a bike in her hand and she's covered in sweat and getting celebrated and all this stuff. And she'll just be hold. She just gets her baby and holds her kid like in her arm, just right when she got off the bike. And I'm like, I'm like, dang, dude, that girl just went through hell. And she's straight to mom in and stuff. I mean, like, just like she doesn't stop. She just keeps going and that. Oh, but I saw her this past weekend out at the Hotter in Hell, and it was 108 degrees out there. And it was uh, her husband Jim was out there on the uh, uh, um, on the side of the road with us having beers. That's Jim right there. But he was out there with the kid, and then she was out there uh, uh, racing the uh, racing with some powerful women out there. And uh, he had the kid, and then whenever she got through the finish line, just like I said, she's all right. I'm talking in. All right, here, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll take the kid. And uh, it was great. And uh, yeah, man. Now we're uh, launching into uh, the MS 150 seasons. Always a, a fun season, just because it gets out uh, a lot of the newer riders and stuff like that. Well, I mean, it's all the all the veterans and all of the new riders and uh it's really a good time for like i said for the likes of us all the people that put this thing on to help get new riders out there on the road and get to uh, get them to you know ride get some good safe etiquette out there get some speed developed get good training rides going and so at Carbach, we actually have training rides that are going to be going on every sunday uh we've got them scheduled all the way until april and um, that schedule goes out next week. And with that schedule, we have a A group, B group, C group, A group, haul ass, B group is the fun group. 
C group is kind of a lot of the time entry level, but not necessarily. It's just a, a people that are having a more leisurely time about the ride and everything. But we have ride leaders and we've got uh, safety me uh, measures that we do. And we we aim to get the people that are in the C group to hopefully move up to the B group sooner or later if, they, if that's what they so desire. And then the same thing with B going up to A and all this kind of stuff. And, um, it's uh, it's a great way to introduce new cyclists, you know, and uh, help, like I said, to expand it, man. Get get more asses in saddles, man. Let's get people on the road and uh, let's have fun. Butts on bikes, asses in saddles, whatever they say. Yeah, and uh, that's Amy. She's one of my uh, best homegirls. She, she was out at the Hotter Than Hell this weekend. She's uh, she's quick on the whip and she 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 has probably the worst luck I've ever known. Uh, she got hit by a, a freaking boar one time. She's out <laughs> riding a riding her damn bike and a boar decided to take out her front wheel and she ate it really hard. She sustained some injuries and all that kind of stuff this past weekend. She got uh, in an accident, but it's uh, she doesn't do it intentional. She just has horrible luck, but uh, she's a hard ass on the bike. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had a great presence out at the Hotter and Hill. We got mountain biking out there. We had uh, there was mountain bike, gravel, road, uh, half marathon, trail run race. There was Criterium racing, and at the Carbot Compound, that's what the the finish line is called. Uh, we had like 15 RVs out there, and, uh, and I mean we probably had 70 Carbot cyclists that were in there. Uh, but everybody that came through the finish line came through our tent and we celebrated them with beer and uh, we had snacks and water and all that kind of stuff and some people would just grab a beer and go and most people would never leave they would just, <laughs> would just stay there man. And so it was great and then we had we on the gravel race we hosted uh, we hosted the rest stops and stuff and we had on uh, gravel was different we had beer at the rest stops and uh, we were keeping it safe. We weren't letting anybody overdo it. And if anybody did overdo it, we kind of mandated them that they'd have to sag in. And there, nobody had a problem with that. I mean, after a long day on the bike, a lot of people were more than willing just to stop there, hang out there, and cheer on the uh, the riders. And we were, we were like, hell yeah, if you're going to uh, stay here, you're going to cheer on the riders, you better cheer on the riders. Because once you stop at our tent, if you're going to stop and drink the beer and not carry on, all of a sudden... You're one of our volunteers. <laughs> You're gonna help us break this stuff down too. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember if you guys were out at the Rocket Road 100, but I did that last year. That was my first gravel event, and uh, the highlight for me was the, uh, the, the the secret bar that they had on the route with the secret whiskey bar thing. Oh, nice! I just had a little little shot of uh, whiskey. Oh yeah, it was, but it was, it tasted so good. Uh, but it, it was it was just a, it was something different, you know. It was like to, to be on a ride where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, get a little adult beverage while you're out there safely. You know, a lot of the time, man, like the people that uh, when we see like some of those riders that are like. I mean, they're balls deep into the supper, man. Like when they're suffering so hard, they when they pull into a rest stop, a lot of the time they're just like, "Give me anything, just give me a, give me water, give me a banana, give me a goo, give me a gel, give me whatever the hell you have. I'll take that Cliff Bar." You offer them a beer, they're like, "Wait a second, I haven't had a beer yet." <laughs> just give me that damn beer. And I've seen uh, some some beer drinkers, or I've seen some guys drink that beer at, at a rest stop faster than I've ever seen. And I was like, dude, chill out a little bit. <laughs> but that's what supper will do to you sometimes, man. It'll 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 make you consume anything that's there, man. But 
it's fun, man. It's, it's all fun, and I like to keep it 90% fun, 10% serious discipline, nutrition, rest, and all that stuff. But there's a lot of people that do it the complete opposite, and which is fine and dandy. I'll see you at the finish line with that same beer. I'll hold on to it for you. I ain't going to run out, man. It gets my moral compass to run out of beer, man. <laughs> I've got it for. I've got it waiting for every rider, and especially like at the MS150. That's the slow riders. Whatever they's in, out. Like I said, they've been out there for seven, eight hours on the bike when they come in, or nine and a half. And oh my God, Sarah, she did the MS150 on a beach cruiser. Oh my goodness. And I'm not talking about like a high end performance freaking carbon fiber beach cruiser. I'm talking a 50 pounds plus 10 pounds of water. And around the whole thing, it's a band aid and a piece of string. I didn't know if I could do that. I had a lot of people saying, right? Yep. That's right. We're, this is the people. This is who we celebrate the most. We don't have a D group. We have a C group. Yeah, when, I mean, the first year I did it, I just took it a break, a break point at a time. I was on a hybrid bike. I was like, I gotta finish. I'm not that sad. Yeah. I am not getting picked up by sad. Yeah, but that's that's the that's the thing I'm talking about. That's who we celebrate the most. I mean, we're we want to be all inclusive. We want to just develop and, and just create that mindset that I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And to, that's where I was going was just the fact that whenever they get to the finish line after being on the bike for nine and a half hours, going through all that hell on the beach cruiser. There's no way in hell I am not going to have a beer for them. Carbot has your back on that. We are, I guarantee you, we are going to have a beer for you at the end. Serious ass miles on this serious ass bike. But yeah, man, we're. She did just get new bike day. Oh, nice. That's what. Oh, absolutely. Oh. You were out there? No, no, no. Oh. Not this year. Oh. The girls, the girls in the cruise groups who were on the, the, the team and the Edo, like, team, the team. Oh, the Eastern Bike Ride? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, even they were like, you can't do harder than hell. Like, even if you go out there with us and you just do, like, 20 miles and get picked up, you know, you got to have a ride. I tried to, I tried to talk to you. I don't know. It makes a big difference. I have a whole practice three times so far on that bike. I learned how to shift gears. Did you fall off yet? No. Clipping in? No, no, no. I didn't get flipped back. Oh, okay, okay. That's kind of the rite of passage. And I also rode the whole we do that at the beginning of every season we'll do a new uh we do a new rider clinics and we also host uh new rider orientations orientations is just like what we 
um, that explains like how uh, specific rides in this particular circumstance would be the MS-150, how it goes, how it all goes down and briefly over safety and all that kind of stuff. A new rider clinic, on the other hand, a new rider clinic is where we actually uh, teach the new, uh, nuances of clipping in, being able to uh, being able to do exercises where you can grab your bottle, you can make people more comfortable. That's something that I honestly didn't know a long time ago, that a lot of people have a real hiccup with just even grabbing their bottle and stuff. And they'll go 100 miles and never once drink their bottle bottle, or drink a uh, drink out of their bottle and just because they were afraid to grab their bottle but we also go into like uh pace line dynamics rotation uh just safe uh, uh how to just make it a safe atmosphere for the cyclists make the and make it a safe atmosphere for the riders around you you know and um and we also do new rider clinics for mountain bike mountain bikes really fun to teach people because a lot of people are uh, terrified to mountain bike you know but we go out there and we show them that uh, a your bike can do more than you think it can and b like there's a way to navigate safely by picking good lines picking uh being able to do just slight little wheelies and stuff and just being able to like uh, transition your weight in various ways and your hips and stuff in order to navigate the uh your mountain bike through obstacles and stuff and we go through all that kind of stuff and we've introduced hundreds and hundreds of people to mountain biking uh and doing so and uh, well hell i would host a gravel riding clinic but hell i don't even know how to do that very well <laughs> i'm trying but it's uh, seems like a bunch of heavy legs out there they're just putting me through the ringers what it feels like but uh yeah man we do everything from a to z man we we try to we try to cap it out at Carbach with our cycling team we do like once people get to a certain elite level uh you know pretty much those guys take it they take it on from there like they'll go and uh that's whenever they start hiring coaches and they'll i mean they're weighing their food and going and doing all these crazy things like leadville and the uh, uh, uh we've had lawson craddock who went out and did the damn uh uh, Tour de France and stuff. He's done that a few times. He's ridden with us a bunch of times. And um, but once you get so elite, you know, it's just kind of like they turn from fun to like just pure serious. And then all of a sudden they stop drinking beer. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? <laughs> but these are own, whatever, man. It's, it's, uh, I like to. Like my job title says, it's the director of fun. Once you get past the fun part of it, ah, somebody else take take charge of those kids, crazy kids. <laughs> well, I, I know where to find Carbach. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, all all the stores I shop at. But um, maybe maybe some people out there don't know where to find it. So could you tell people where to where to find Carbach? Oh man, you can nowadays you can find it at any Specs, H E B, Kroger, any corner store. I mean. Carbox sold almost anywhere, but it's uh, mostly in the state of Texas at any state that touches Texas. That's kind of like our, uh, we call it Region 5. Region 5 is where uh, we sell it, and that's Texas in any state that uh, touches Texas. But we've showcased it in uh, almost, I mean, damn near every 50 states. I mean, we've done events everywhere, and um, I'll create a team to go out there and just to, to show people what Texas is all about. And if I'm going to go rep in Texas, I'm going to rep it with my safe, safe fun having athletes. 
And hell, I'm going to show them what good Texas beer tastes like. And I know I work for Carbog, but man, I wouldn't work for a brewery that didn't sell. I'm a bonus. Look at this beard, bro. Never trust a guy with a beard like this to drink shitty beer, man. This is, I drink good beer. I drink good beer. And people often ask me if I, if I get fired if I drink another beer. And I say, I drink what I want, but I do only drink good beers. And I, that's my point is that I wouldn't work for Carbock if they were selling shitty beer, man. I drink good beer. I drink good beer. And Carbock is damn good beer. We got our number one selling IPA in Texas, Carbock Hopadillo IPA. Uh, it's great. We have our uh, Love Street Blonde, which is one of the top performers in our, like I said, Region 5, which, I mean, Love Street. I like me some good Love Street. I tried, I tried the new Cerveza recently. Oh, yeah, man. Our new Mexican lager is really good, man. Really, really good. The response from the community is freaking fantastic. And I, I started bringing it out to the Criterium races just like... Uh, to see how it did, and hell, man, that's all these people drink, dude. <laughs> it's really good. And then, uh, additionally, like for a lot of these uh, athletes, they they want to partake, but they might have a race later, or they might want, or they might be taking a break, or they might be fasting for whatever training method that they're utilizing, or whatever. And um, I bring uh, our non-alcoholic beer. Uh, it's called Free and Easy, and it's a it's a uh, it's a non-alcoholic IPA. Uh, but it tastes damn convincing, dude. It tastes just like a regular IPA would taste. I mean, the first time I had it, I was like, you sure? You know, I mean, uh, but, uh, hell, man, I started bringing just a, a six-pack for me, and then everybody started drinking mine, at first by accident. But now everybody's caught wind, and, hell, man, I have to bring two, three cases a week uh, just to, uh, to the Criterion races. And, hell, I'm already out, and we've still got, what, an hour and a half left of racing. <laughs> so, uh that bee's been haunting everybody, dude. Um, yeah, man. Riding bikes, drinking beer, man. There ain't nothing wrong with it. I, I swear by it. You know, I, riding bikes, drinking beer, and sweaty hugs, man. Sweaty hugs. I hug everybody out here. I don't care. If, yeah, I mean, my, if you're my best friend or somebody I just met, I'll hug your ass. And a lot of people go, hey, man, sorry, I'm all sweaty. I was like, I don't give a damn. I made my living off of sweaty hugs. <laughs> That's how I do it. Somebody's saying my name. Oh, that's Rob. <laughs> well, awesome boy. I'm, I'm stoked that you guys are out here. Uh, always like seeing you guys out here. I always have cold beer too, and which which is always a plus. But, uh, yeah, man. We, you know, we these events, you know, survive with just not just the participation, but with the sponsors. So uh, yeah, it's it's, it's just super. Man. Well, you'll see us out on the trails. You'll see us out on the gravel. You'll see us out on the roads. And even if we're not participating, we'll still be out there supporting the athletic community, man. We're out there almost, we sponsor almost every cycling event in Texas. We, uh, be whatever discipline we do, we still, we sponsor almost every running event. I mean, there's a lot of marathons and stuff like that that we can't possibly make it to. I mean, and, uh, they have a million runners and all that stuff. We might not be there, but we'll definitely have something there. We'll be, we'll have a crew there cheering for you and stuff. And if you're one of the lucky ones that stumbles upon us, we'll definitely, we're not stingy with our beer, man. We share with everybody. And like all these people, they just know whenever I'm around, my cooler, my cooler isn't my cooler. My cooler is your cooler. It's, if you're out here breaking a sweat, man, enjoy beer, man. That, that one's on me, no matter what. I'm just glad that you're out here performing. At, at whatever level you want to do it at, 
I'm here to support you in doing so. And do it a healthier way, man. Life, it's about enjoying the ride, and that's that's what we're doing, man. We're enjoying it. We're enjoying it. And Carbock, y'all didn't know that Carbock has y'all's back on whatever y'all do. I want y'all to know that. I'm letting you know. Well, well, cheers to that, man. It, uh, well, Adam, I, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for taking some time. Hey, man, I appreciate it, Paul. Thanks yeah. for uh, thanks for the uh, the Inquisition. <laughs> no, man, uh, I look forward to uh, here, uh, listening to this podcast. Listen to all your stuff, man. You seem like a cool fellow that I probably have a beer with a million freaking times, man. So, uh, good deal, man. Good and maybe we can get yeah. some. Uh, Get you on a uh, get you on a mountain bike one of these days. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right. Right on. I wouldn't mind trying it out. So, yeah. Rock and roll. Well, thank you for all you did, Paul. Hey, yeah, no Appreciate problem. Appreciate it, man. No problem, Thank you. It's uh, Drop Bar, Texas. I was then able to catch up with John Wilmoth, owner of Cantu Wheels. Here's more with John. This is going to be the capital. So what what, what cat? So I'm a two. Uh, I've been as high as a one, but I I got back. I broke my leg and then uh, went back, cut it back down to a three after I broke my leg. So I broke my leg cycling across. So it was, uh, it was a rough time, but it, it changed the trajectory of my racing career. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I guess just to start, I guess just a Let's brief introduction like her well i mean it doesn't have to be brief as long as you want but um introduction you are can two wheels and okay. and um and whatever else you want to add to that you know okay. so uh i'm john wilmoth i'm the owner of can two wheels i am also the wheel builder of can two wheels so if it has the can two brand on it i've built it um you know we're a small team it's me and my wife uh she does all the marketing i do all the building but uh, we enjoy coming out to races like Memorial Park and things like that, trying to sponsor, uh, you know, the events that, you know, in our local area. Yeah. I mean, I, re- I remember, you know, this was probably 10 years ago when I was coaching HCC. I think maybe y'all were just starting out around that time or y'all had been around a couple of years, I think, at least. But um, how how'd you get into wheel building? So... I was never happy with what I rode. Uh, I was always constantly tinkering with it, changing tensions, rebuilding different spokes, different nipples, things like that. It just never, I was never happy with what I rode. And uh, because I, I liked the specific feel in a wheel, which nobody offered off the rack. Um, so I, you know, I came home one night and I, I told my wife, I said, you know, I, I think I can do it better myself. So let's, let's see what I can do here. And you know, I had built wheels when I was a kid, you know, racing BMX and things like that. So I kind of had a little background in it, but never anything of a, a full-time wheel builder. Uh, so it just kind of snowballed into, you know, I built myself a set, I built my wife a set, and then friends were, hey, I, I kind of want a set, I want a set, and then it just snowballed from there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've like looked at it. It looks difficult you know, to, to build a, a, a wheel set. Um, and like I, I pride myself on having attention to detail, but I'm like, it, it seems like just something insurmountable to, to try. But um, I mean, like, what, what, I guess, how, how did you feel when you first started like 
delving into it. So I'm, I'm kind of the guy that uh, I, I like to look at things and figure them out, period. That's, I, you know, I, I build engines uh, for cars and race cars. And so my thought was immediately was like, well, if I can figure out an engine, I can figure out a wheel. Um, you know, and I... You know, there's a, there's, I, I, I say it's somewhat like a, like a science meets art, um, and that's kind of how you know wheels are built in a way, you know, and you know a, a good set of a good set of hand built wheels, definitely. What What are some of the factors that you you take into consideration when you're building a wheel set? So one of the biggest things is is your weight. Uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna put out different powers with different weight, so. You know, I had a teammate that put out almost 2,000 watts. His needs in a wheel and my wife that weighs 95 pounds, two totally different needs in a wheel. And, you know, most off-the-rack wheels will not work for either one of those people. Uh, You know, one's going to beat them up really hard. One is going to be too... uh, I I say soft. Uh, But uh, it won't be nearly as responsive. Things like that. Uh, where you know that that hand-built wheel is tailored to that rider really makes a big difference Now I guess a uh, type of riding to comes into into account too for like road gravel on biking and all that Absolutely, so you know the uh, you know different disciplines definitely there are different rims and tensions and things like that that really make a big difference in that wheel how it lasts you know the you know how how durable it really is makes a big difference there cool well i i gotta say john i, I mean i love my cantu set that i got in uh, i mean i ordered my first set uh i guess it's been uh probably getting close to a year now but they're they're beautiful they're light uh, I feel faster on them. I don't know if I actually am. <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel faster on them, uh, and I've gotten a lot of compliments on them too. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess that my my last question is like you know, sponsoring events like this, uh, the Memorial Park Crit Series. I know you guys do it. You guys are out at other stuff. Uh, where are some other events that we may see you guys at, and um, you know, and your athletes and, and, and such that you sponsor. Yeah, so this series is just now finishing up. Uh, we will be, we just finished up with Gravel Worlds up in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, the next big event that we have will probably be um, uh, R3 Express uh, up in Huntsville, a little gravel race there, uh, which will be awesome. Uh, the next one will be the Rad in Colorado. So that's, uh, that's kind of the next couple that are on the list. Uh, after that, cyclocross starts. So we're super <laughs> excited about cyclocross. Yeah, yeah. And that, that wheel set I put on is on a cyclocross bike. I might, I may just try a cyclocross this year. I haven't yet, so uh, so yeah, so excited to, to check that out. But um, well, awesome. Well, I, you know, um, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's just, okay, it's just been, again, you're, you're, it's, it's been neat seeing how you guys have grown. Because when I, when I first learned of y'all when I was at HCC, I was like, oh, it's kind of word of mouth. I had seen you guys on some some different bikes, some friends of mine. Uh, you, you probably know Rob, Rob McCallum and some other guys. That, but um, yeah, I was like, I'd, I'd see see the wheels, and um, yeah, it was just kind of cool. You know, I thought I was like, oh, this, I got this little, you know, uh, I guess inside knowledge on this wheel set, local wheel set, and you guys have just like blown up over the years, which is awesome. We've we've definitely been very lucky and very blessed in that sense. You know, we've uh, 
the you know just for being such a small company you know we we're really appreciative of everybody that buys wheels things like that really make a big difference because you know it's it's those people buying the wheels go out and you know they talk about them and that that's a big thing for us uh you know word of mouth i mean we're with being such a small company we definitely don't have that advertising budget to go you know market across the country but you know people happy with wheels that's the best marketing we can have for sure well great well i hope you guys keep up the great work man it's it's uh and you guys are known for your quality okay, and some beautiful yeah, wheels but speaking of which i gotta get over there to pick up my bike it's over there on the rack i don't want somebody to walk off with it so um but thanks john and, okay. and hopefully i'll get up to your shop i know we talked about it for a while there and it hasn't worked out but hopefully i'll get up there to, to the shop one of these days to check it out so. yeah we're building a new shop and it's you know it's it's partially partially complete but uh it's not a i'm not working in it yet so it's definitely not not finished enough to work in it yet so it's just a little bit of time it just takes time and you know do a little bit at a time because i'm i'm physically building it myself so it's uh you know i I sell a set of wheels or two and then, you know, do a little bit towards that and just keep building a little at a time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, John. It, this has been great. And, uh, yeah, these events can't make it without, it's not just the participants, but, but you guys, the sponsors as well. So thanks a lot. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Good to see you, brother. You too. It was really great to highlight a couple of sponsors. The best part to me is that they're participants in the sport too. You will find links to both. Carbach and Cantu wheels in the show notes. Now, let's take a look around Texas to see what's coming up. On October 14th, you have the Bigfoot Gravel Adventure over in Bigfoot, Texas. You can catch some gravel, the solar eclipse, and maybe even a Sasquatch sighting. More info is on Bike Rig. Then, October 28th and 29th, there's the Trek Cross of Ages in Austin. Cyclocross, music, drinks, and fun? All right, all right. Register on bikereg.com. And mark your calendars on November 11th for the Bell Velo Gravel Series Race Number 1. The event raises money for the Greater Houston Cycling Foundation. Go to alkekvelodrome.com for more information. All right, that about wraps up this episode. Before closing out, though, I got to give a big congratulations to Sepp Kuss from Colorado for winning this year's Vuelta España. It has been 10 years since an American won a Grand Tour, and Sepp did it on his third Grand Tour this year, having supported his teammates in the Giro and the Tour. Now that's what I call a definite feat of glory. That's it for this episode. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow Drop Bar Texas on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a ride to promote, story to share, or just want to talk bikes, email me at dropbartx at gmail.com. Until next time, have fun, enjoy the sun, or just rule five it. <laughs>